This episode is brought to you by Mom CEO. Hey, this is Fletch, and before the episode gets started, I just wanted to let you know that Kendra and I will be traveling to Nashville, Tennessee for the Teach Them Diligently Homeschool Convention, March 18th through 21st. Now, Kendra's going to be doing several seminars, but there's one that we're going to be doing together that we want you to know about. It's called Marriage in Real Life, How Hard Times Make a Marriage Better. If you are in the area, we'd love to meet you. We'd love for you to join us for this seminar. We'll be on the convention floor as well. You'll know how to find us. I look like Shrek. She looks like a princess. So March 18th through 21st, Nashville, Tennessee, at the Teach Them Diligently Convention. We hope to see you there. Relationships with our children, I believe, are are organic. If we just chew away the, the cobwebs or the brush away the things that we've been had hanging over us as far as paradigm stuff, you must do this and you must do that to have a godly relationship or godly children, you must do this. Brush some of that stuff away and and just enjoy your children and think about the kind of relationship that you want to have with Jesus. Our guest on this episode is Karen Campbell. Karen is a homeschooling mom and grandmother. She's also an author of the book, The Joy of Relationship Homeschooling. And on today's episode of Homeschooling in Real Life, we're talking about relationships and we're trying to figure out, can I be friends with my kids? So I think the same can be true with parenting, that we have to have make tremendous um, shift in our thinking of what it means to be in relationship with people. And, and it starts with our relationship with Christ. How basic is that message that... Jesus died for us and that he, um, his blood alone covers our sins. That's not any works that we perform, but it's all his mercy and grace to us. And once we embrace that, I think we can embrace our children. This is an episode that's full of great conversation. And you know, in the end, we're always going to point you back to the gospel. We hope you enjoy this episode. This is Homeschooling in Real Life. Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. This is Fletch. And I'm Kendra. As veteran homeschooling parents, we discuss topics that tend to divide and distract Christian homeschoolers from each other and the gospel. On the Homeschooling IRL podcast, we promise to be honest, transparent, and witty as we uncover what it means to homeschool in real life. 
Hey, Kenj, you know, for many of the families that listen to our podcast, the choice to homeschool comes with a sacrifice. Oh, yeah, especially when we consider that there's a loss of income as mom or dad dedicates their time to educating kids. So making ends meet can become a difficult task. Yeah, and that's why I'm really excited about our newest sponsor, Mom CEO. Mom CEO is a tried and tested home-based business opportunity for moms like you, dedicated to your family's needs while hoping to supplement income from month to month. We heard about Mom CEO from one of our faithful listeners who is doing just that. Now, this listener, she's a pastor's wife who homeschools her children and helps with the family income. And here's the best part. She does it all from home. You can actually earn a full-time income in your part-time. There's no overhead, no selling, and best part, no party planning. Let's make this really easy for our listeners. Go to momceo.com watch their intro video, and just check out and see if it's a good fit for you and your family. Mom CEO, reclaim your life with a business you own. Hey, Hurlers, this is Fletch. And this is Kendra. And we are... Wait, 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 have, let me guess. What? We have a great show for them. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't have a great show. I, okay. I always say we have a great show. Actually, we have kind of a mediocre show tonight, so just go ahead and tune out. No, we have a, a fun show. We have a we have a great guest. Yes, we have a great guest. And, Lots uh, of insight. We're going to have fun with uh, Karen Campbell later. But we want to thank you for just helping us start off the new year with a bang. We had we had a great first couple weeks here. Uh I don't know if you, you read on our Facebook page, but we ranked up in the top three at iTunes under education. That was pretty cool. Thanks for uh, all the downloads. Yeah, that's really great. It means we're getting into the ears of more and more people. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so here's how you can help us. If you haven't done it yet, run over to iTunes, um, find Homeschooling in Real Life. We have a link right from our page. Mm-hmm. And you can rank us. You can review us. And if you wouldn't mind, subscribe. If you're not a subscriber, you just subscribe right in iTunes. And in the middle of the night, magically, our podcast will pop up on your listening device. It's magical. Hey, you know what? What's the difference between subscribing in iTunes and subscribing to the website? Well, if you subscribe to the website, you get the everything that comes through the RSS feed straight to your email box. Okay, but wait a minute. You just said something that a lot of people don't understand. Yeah, and I'm not going to explain it. So you can do a quick <laughs> so Google, Google search. So Google RSS yeah. feed. Okay, so what that means is that anytime we post something on the website, you're going to get that in your inbox. So that means every episode on Monday mornings, and then the typically a post or two during the week. And they're always related to homeschooling in some way or related to the topic of the previous episode. So we're hoping what we're doing is just giving you more and more good stuff that you can take uh, and really use. Yeah, and then obviously the difference is if you subscribe to iTunes, um, you will come directly with our podcast to whatever you know listening device you're on, whether it's an Android or an you know, iPhone, what, however you're listening to our podcast. Um, but you know, by subscribing, it also um, gets us more noticeable on the iTunes store. Mm-hmm. So again, in the ears of more people. And you know, we have seen that as our ranking has gone up, we're getting more and more great questions in from brand new listeners. Yeah. And we have people that are uh, just binging over all the episodes, which 
my goodness. Binging the two of us, that's crazy. Well, it's crazy because, you know, our early episodes, they're pretty rudimentary. Yeah, it was it was pretty lousy sound. But, you know, hey, we're so thankful. We just want to say thank you again. Um, another thing is we're, we're going to be traveling uh, coming up in the month of March. We are. We are going to be in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, I mentioned that once, and we're going to be there for a Teach Them Diligently conference. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Kendra's barely going to have time to sit down. She's talking <laughs> the whole trip. We're very excited about a combined session that we're going to be doing together called... Marriage IRL, How Hard Times Make a Marriage Better. Yeah, we're going to share a little bit of our story. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if you're in Nashville, if you're going to be around Nashville, drop on by to see us. We're at oh, the, yeah. Where are we at? The Opryland? Then we're at the Opryland Gaylord Hotel. Yeah, so uh, good times in Nashville. <laughs> so I'm going to have to work on our... Are you going to wear an Elvis suit? I am. That would be great. I'll be around the conference with a rhinestone. Well, you know, look at me. Well, people can't look at me because it's on a podcast, but I'm like old fat Elvis. I'm not like the, <laughs> the young. The oh, young, you're like the white rhinestone. White rhinestone suit, Hawaii big sweating, Ooh. big chops Elvis. Okay. Yeah, not a good Elvis. Um, what else we have going on this month? Well, we want to thank Mom CEO. They've been sponsoring us this month, and we'll be playing their commercial uh, in just a few minutes, but. Um, Thanks to them for sponsoring Absolutely. our podcast. And again, if you know anybody that wants to sponsor us, we still haven't found a coffee company that wants to listen to us by <laughs> giving me good coffee. Despite lots of effort. I know. God, you think there'd be somebody out there. It's ridiculous. Um, we've been getting so many good questions from our listeners, and we, we really love them. We're getting to them. Uh, we're doing that new weekly podcast format, so every week... Or every other week, we'll, we'll answer a quick question, mm-hmm. just kind of on the go. That's why it's called homeschooling in real life. To go. To go. Um, and that'll be up again next week. Um, and what about this episode? We have a powerful episode today. Yeah, we do. You know, um, I think a lot of us have been told that friendship is not what we're trying to get at as parents. So we need to parent them. You know, we're not going to be buddies. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but isn't that ultimately what we would love to have is a real heartfelt deep relationship with these kids when they're adults. Yeah, and and I think we're going to hear that. That's going to come through right and left on this podcast when we start talking with Karen. Um I I really think this this discussion is very personal for me mm-hmm. as I've, you know, kind of listened through what we said and kind of what we as we've laid out this podcast because um I've really enjoyed the relationships I have with our kids. And I I think it's it just comes natural to me to do this and, and want to have that long-term relationship. But there have been bumps along the road, uh, and there have been theologies and there have been homeschool practices that have gotten in the way where we put, mm. you know, we put behavior way over that relationship. Yeah. And so that's why we find that this is a topic we're going to discuss, and we're going to get into that. Um, so keep listening. We have a great show for you today. <laughs> it's a great one. <laughs> Hi, everyone. You're listening to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. This is Felice Gerwitz with Vintage Homeschool Moms. After listening to Fletch and Kendra, you're invited to Vintage Homeschool Moms, where I discuss everything from academics to marriage to planning and making life easier for hectic homeschool families. You can find Vintage Homeschool Moms on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network or by searching for us on iTunes. Hey, I hope to meet you soon. Will you still need me? Will you still feed me when I'm 64? All right, so we're 
in the studio, and we are ready to dive into this topic. Hey, we're going to do something a little different tonight, okay, Kenj? Okay. Rather than play the whole interview, let's uh, do a little discussion in and around uh, segments of that interview um, with with Karen. Now, why this topic? I mean, I think we're seeing uh, some issues with parents not having uh, friendships or relationships with their kids. So... Uh, do you remember back on episode 15, we talked about, I love homeschooling, but I'll tell you it's flaws. Yes. We sat down with um, Matt Mason, mm-hmm. and he is somebody who left homeschooling. And I think he would say there was no real true friendship relationship. Right. And so that's where we're coming from. Mm-hmm. Now, who do we choose to talk to this? And, and you know, why, why did we choose her? Well, Karen has a lot of experience. I mean, for one thing, she's raised eight children. They're all adults now. And um, she will talk about here how they got to a realization that the, what they really wanted was a relationship with their kids. Yeah. And and also she had seen many of those same trends that we're seeing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so let's, let's just play this first clip from her and uh, we'll come back right when it's done. I mean, there have been a lot of voices of grown adult homeschoolers saying, we didn't have relationships with our parents. We were in a paradigm. We were put in a box. We were expected to jump through hoops. It was all about behavior. It wasn't about relationship. It wasn't about the the real gospel of Jesus. And I also think moms are very disappointed. I've met so many moms in the last five or six years. Just They tell me their heartbreaking stories of, having no relationship with adult children. Some of them have never met their grandchildren because of the the hurts and struggles that went on in their homes because they tried to enforce a legalistic lifestyle. And I think that, that people are stepping back and saying, what are we really doing here? And there are several different voices trying to have input into that. And my voice I hope is to encourage that relationship building because I see our relationship with our children as a reflection of Jesus' relationship with us, that we, the gospel message of Jesus is all relationship. Love the Lord your God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself, and our children are our neighbors. And so... It's all about relationship, the gospel is. And I think that's the direction we need to encourage moms and dads and families to go as they consider homeschooling. You know, Karen's seeing the same thing we're talking about, this bankrupt families, these mm-hmm. disappointed moms who are getting, uh, kids getting ready to leave the house and they just, you know, the kids are leaving. Mm-hmm. They have no relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Um what do you think about what she said there about um, the gospel? That you know, you love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and you love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. And this idea that our kids really are our neighbors. Yeah. You know, as as they leave, as they launch out into the world, they're they're our neighbors. They're our brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. And is that when we start loving them? Well, no. I mean, I think if you're hoping that you can be this authoritarian parent or you can be this person who who is so um, bent on the way your kids look, you know, or how they make you look, 
more than that. And then suddenly when they become adults and they're out on their own, they want to just be. And then suddenly when they're adults and they're out on their own, they want to just be your best friend. It just doesn't work like that. Yeah. You so know? you don't just snap and suddenly, Hey, we're, we're new roles now. Right. You know, exactly. You're leaving our house. I love you. Hey, exactly. Coffee it goes week. all the way back. Um, I'm going to share real quickly here, um, a curriculum we've been using in our homeschool called, um, who is my neighbor and why do I need him? Those discussions with our seven-year-old, you know, little guy, are our relationship building, you know, reminding us that it's about loving each other, that, that that's what we're called to do, love God, love one another. So way, way, way back, um, and there's a mistake I made with our first five, <laughs> you know, I don't know, six, first five, you know, our older kids, it was so much about... Um, you know, what I thought I was producing then really about a relationship and loving them. Yeah. And, and that's, um, even something that Karen goes on to say, um, when she talks about this environment that they were living in, she, she saw how even in their own lives, it had become a little bit restrictive and destructive. Um, and then kind of like what happens when you realize that relationships are being destroyed? How do we live within this environment and still, have children who really are going to be able to interact with all sorts of different kinds of people. And we finally said we want to go back to a normal church, and that's what we did. And it was really a relief for my children. I have artists in my house. You know what that's like to have an artist. (laughs) They don't think about things exactly the same way as uh, some people, especially people in a paradigm. And when I started having children that wanted to have tattoos or wanted to pursue, you know, rock music in part of a career or, you know, that are artists of some shape or form, those were not things that were rebellion. Those were ways that my children were wired differently. And that's when I realized, and it was a turning point for me when I really looked at my children and said, this paradigm is just dividing us. It is not causing me to look at them with the right eyes of a mother that mother should have. And so, you know, historically for us, as you went through that list of things, these are, these are things we have seen very clearly. I, where this is going is intriguing to me, and I'm not sure because I think a lot of people are waking up and seeing the big problems within this paradigm. But they need some people, not everyone, but some people need some tools and they need to be reminded to go back to the very basics of what it means to have a relationship with your children. Yeah, that's, um, you know, what she's saying there. Some people need reminders to get back to the basics. Mm -hmm. Um, I can relate to a lot of things she said there. You know, she said we wanted to go to a normal church. (laughs) You know, because I, you can almost hear in her voice what wasn't said was because our kids thought we were going to a wacky church. Mm-hmm. Well, and wacky, let's, you know, that could be really hurtful to some people who feel like, you know, these are things that are important to us. And so that's why we go to the church we go to. Okay. So that's great. And we all have things that, you know, that are important or that we, we really believe are where God wants us to be. Ask yourself, if the things that that church really holds to get in the way of you seeing Jesus, and more importantly, are they getting in the way of your kids seeing Jesus? Yeah, because she was sharing some things like, you know, our kids are artists, mm-hmm. so they're seeing the world a little differently. Maybe that means they're 
dressing, behaving, saying things a little differently, Mm -hmm. uh, or the kids that, you know, showed up with tattoos. Again, those aren't sin issues. Right. Those are just differences, but they became uh, hindrances for their kids. Some of some of the responses to that. And did you catch what she said there? Um, it sometimes it was. I don't know if she said her or you know. You just forget to respond like a mom sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So that's you know what you're you're not coming alongside as a mom, showing maybe that gentle love, mm-hmm. but responding maybe just like the church had, which is. Shock. Shock. These are problems. Mm-hmm. These are obviously signs of something going wrong Looks in your like life. the world. Right. Sort of like the, the young woman we knew who was told that her uh, cartilage piercing was a sign of rebellion against her parents. Um, but here's this young woman whose mom went with her <laughs> to get her cartilage piercing. And you think, if your mom goes with you, is it a sign of rebellion? <laughs> Are you being rebellious? So. <laughs> well, you know, you know, Karen goes on to talk about, and in this next clip, she's going to talk about our our kids actually being our brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. One day, I was I was listening to a young mom tell me this story, and she had gone to a Good Friday service with her little girl, and the little girl was about two or three. And they, well, I'm sorry, it wasn't a Good Friday service. It was a, an Ash Wednesday service at her church. And they, they were Lutheran. And they got in the car. And as she was driving down the road, she happened to see her little girl in the back seat through her, her rearview mirror. And the little girl had ashes on her forehead that had come from being at this service. And suddenly it occurred to her that her little girl was not just her little girl, but was also her sister in Christ. And as she shared that story with me, I just was so moved at the thought that our children are our children, but they're also our brothers and sisters in Christ. And suddenly it just dawned on me, the scripture is full of admonitions and encouragement and helps for us in raising children. And they're called the one another verses in scripture, love one another, serve one another, bear one another's burdens. And so I started to flush that out and just look at those verses one at a time. And how would I apply that verse? If you start applying the one another's of scripture, and I encourage parents to take one verse at a time and make that your verse for the day or the verse for the week, print out there, there are 50 some depending on which version you're using of scripture, but take those verses print them out and put them inside the cupboard in your kitchen. And when you're having bad feelings, bad um, experiences during the day, whether it's with a spouse or with your children or someone else, just take a look at that and say, which, which one of these could I apply and how could I apply it and ask the Lord for wisdom. You know, Fletch, this idea that our kids are our brothers and sisters in Christ, it's an, it's a complete paradigm shift, isn't it? I mean, it's a, such a different way of thinking because it doesn't negate our parental responsibility to, to guide them, to pull them out of situations that we feel they're not ready for, to discipline. You know, what else would you add to that list? Keep them safe, yeah. guide their education, guide their choices, you know, their friendships, whatever. So it doesn't negate that. What it what it does is it it helps us to remember that we are all equal at the foot of the cross. And eventually these children are going to be adults and there will be no difference 
to Jesus between them and me. And in terms of our souls, there's no difference. They are little children. They probably have a better standing before God than I do, yeah, I, I, you know, according to Scripture. It is mind-blowing when you think of them standing at the foot of the cross, and your parental authority doesn't matter. Right. You know, we're, we're bare before Christ. You know, hurlers, listen to this, because I would say every week we get someone emailing us saying, how do I do this? Give me some practical things. How do I do this? You know, Karen just gave some very good practical advice. As she talked about, you know, there there isn't a ton of scripture on parents and children, mm-hmm. but there's a ton on the one another's. Yeah, over 50 and, is what she said. And this is great practical advice. Print it out. I don't know. What does it look like when you're, you know, preschooler, your kindergartner, your your um, junior high, your high schooler? When they're behaving a certain way, and you can draw upon Scripture that says, be patient with one another. Mm-hmm. And you as a mom or a dad who's just wanting to wring a neck can say, hmm, wait, I need to be patient. I need to be patient. with it. There's discipline. There's there's correction right, and everything right. like that. But but to blow your top, that's not an option with the one another's. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say blow your top with one another. It doesn't say rip their head off of one another. It doesn't say <laughs> yell at them all the way to their bedroom, discipline them, and then yell them all the way across the house. That's not what it says. Mm-hmm. Um, th- these are the practical grab-on things. So it might be something you do after listening to this podcast. You may go ahead and say, let me do a word study on the one another's, print those out. And as a as a family, we start doing those in our circle time or or in our you know family worship time or whatever it is that you do to kind of look at scripture as a family, maybe that's something you need to do. Yeah. And, you know, the flip to this as a parent uh, is to have, we we need to guide our kids in the one another's as well. So if a child is screaming and kicking at you while you're trying to tell them to do something and they won't obey, then, then you are saying to them, your time here is over, you know, in whatever way you're going to do that. For us, it might be you need to go sit on your bed until we can stop this behavior, you know, um, because you're not treating me well either. So see what I'm saying? Like this could turn into something, if we're going to take it and be um, uh, imbalanced, you would say like, well, it's all about mom being patient and mom being gentle and mom being kind. No, no, we need to help our children to recognize those things too in their own lives. Correct. Yeah, it goes both ways and it goes laterally mm-hmm. amongst uh, their, our kids and yeah. and friends and everybody else. Um, let's take a break. And when we come back, let's listen to Karen talk about the, the fact that these relationships... Um, with our kids, that, that we will be looking at them as brothers and sisters in Christ. We'll, we'll look into that a little bit more. Hi, this is Carol Topp from the Dollars and Cents Show podcast. You're listening to Homeschooling in Real Life. When you're done listening to Fletch and Kendra here, why don't you head on over to the Dollars and Cents show where I talk about something of interest to everybody, that's money, and also a big old dose of common sense. I'll talk to you about uh, running a micro business, managing money, career exploration, and sometimes tips for running a homeschool organization as well. Hi, I always enjoy listening to Fletch and Kendra, and I hope you'll enjoy the other podcasts here at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. 
you can find us at iTunes as well. And I, um, I hope you'll consider dropping a great review, both for all the work Fletch and Kendra do here at the Homeschool Real Life Podcast, as well as my show, Dollars and Cents. Thanks, everybody. This is Mighty Tell. You are listening to Fletch and Kendra on Homeschooling IIO. Thanks for listening. And we're back. We are in the middle of our discussion with Karen Campbell, the author of Relationship Homeschooling. And in this next section, uh, we asked Karen a little bit about maybe what this looks like. And and she was quick to uh, go to the discussion of her husband and how his relationship with Christ really has helped this play out in their family and for their kids to get an understanding of what it means to have a relationship with their parents. Let's listen into what she has to say. But in general, he has always really enjoyed doing things with his children and being part of that. And I, I touched on this um, at the beginning, a couple chapters of my book, that relationships with our children, I believe, are, are organic. And they are, if we just chew away the the cobwebs or the brush away the things that we've been had hanging over us as far as paradigm stuff you must do this and you must do that to have a godly relationship or godly children you must do this brush some of that stuff away and and just enjoy your children and think about the kind of relationship that you want to have with Jesus and that should be an example to us and how we treat our children then is the example for how they will treat each other and treat us. And I've just really been blessed with a husband who is the greatest example of doing all of the one another's with us in our home. And that is, again, I think it's a fruit of the spirit. And and that's another thing that's that's kind of been taken away in the, in the church in the last maybe five or ten years. And I think it's come through this more rigid approach to, and I and I enjoy being in a liturgical service sometimes, but I think that people translate their relationship with the Lord into this formality also in their personal lives. And so there's been a almost a degrading or ignoring of the personal relationship that we have to have with Christ. And yet, as you pursue that yourself, your relationship with your heavenly father it it's a natural byproduct of that to of that relationship that you have to have that same kind of relationship with your children and that's what i see in his life as he has grown as a believer it just overflows to the rest of us at home did you catch that fletch that part about our relationship with our kids flowing out of a relationship with god Um, you know, everybody asks, like you said, everybody asks, well, what does that look like? What is, what does grace based parenting look like? What does it look like to bring those one another's home? Um, and essentially what people are asking is just so just give me the checklist, you know, (laughs) let me have the little boxes that I can check off so that I know that I'm doing it right. But the deal is this, I, nobody, least of all me 
can be that Holy Spirit in your life. So if you're tuning in in a relationship, like a real relationship with God, not a check the boxes kind of relationship with God, you know, that says, I did my quiet time, I went to church, we're involved in Awana, you know, like scrap it and and put yourself in a mode that says, I just want to know God better. As that relationship with Jesus grows and your understanding of his grace in your life grows and your deepened understanding of the gospel grows, that spills all over your kids in relationship with them. And the reason I can say that with confidence is because I've been on both sides. I've been on the side that was checking boxes for years. And I remember actually thinking, I can just do this on my own. I don't really need to consult God. I got this. I'm a, I'm an educated woman. <laughs> I'm administrative. I love this. is brilliant thinking. Keep going. Uh, Keep going. Yeah, right. I'm super organized. I'm capable. I can pull myself up from my bootstraps. And just sort of shelved that relationship with God to religious activity. And then, you know, the breakdown that God did in our lives where he just broke us down and and we sat there saying, all we really want is a relationship with Jesus. Yeah, so let me jump in here. I'd like to jump in on this because this reminds me of something we hear nearly every week mm-hmm. in, in our fellowship where we worship, and it's the idea of living as loved. Yeah. Because that's exactly what it sounded like when you started talking about that. And if you're that young homeschooling parent that's listening to this show who, you know, writes in and says, Blatch Kendra, what does it look like? You know, we have little ones. We don't want to screw this up. We don't want to get them to be to high school. And, okay, wait. Yeah, you're going to screw this up. Yeah, you are. <laughs> um, I mean, you are. It's it's if you you are, God won't, but you will. Yeah, right. Exactly. So this idea of living is loved because we've even had our own kids that come to us and say, Dad, what does that mean to live as loved? Well, if you are living in relationship with God to the point that He loves you and you know that He loves you. And your relationship is so secure, that will overflow into every aspect of your life. And here, you know, we have Karen saying it specifically, it's going to overflow into your relationship with your kids. They're Mm going to see that relationship. So, you know, hurrah for her husband for, for letting that just shine out of his life. All right. So if you're listening to this saying, I'm already in a position where I'm at odds with my kids or I'm... I, I don't have a relationship with them. What what do I do? We asked Karen this exact same question. Uh, let's listen to her answer, and then we'll talk about it when we come back. I think the first step is parental repentance. I've met so many young people who say, the change in our relationship with my parents when we had so much damage, but what put us on the path was when my parents came and said, I am really sorry when I did and they're very specific. The need for for parents to take that first step, I think, is really important. And many times parents are, you know, they they know that they've won it or they they sense maybe something's not right. They know they have kids that don't talk to them, you know, and they they uh, they aren't are just so not willing. They're so invested so invested in some kind of a, a system or a paradigm that they just they want to look at their children as being in rebellion. And like we just said, it's not always rebellion. Well, that's not exactly the easiest thing, is it, Kenj? No. No, I, I can't. I, I, 
I can, <laughs> but it doesn't come natural to me to confess or repent to my kids because I think I'm still sometimes stuck in that paradigm. I'm the adult. I'm the parent. I know what's best. Mm-hmm. You're not. But you know what? You're great at this. Oh. Don't you think you are? <laughs> well, what you when you were saying that, you know, about it being difficult to say I'm sorry to, I think the ability to humble yourself and truly say to a child, especially in your home that you've wronged, I'm sorry, I did, you know, I was wrong. It comes more and more with the realization that we are truly, wholly, perfectly loved by God. Because when we have that reality of the safety of of being so covered in his love, then who cares about our dignity, our pride, our, you know, whatever. All of that can just go to the wayside. We don't need it. We don't have to prove anything to anybody. We're loved. We don't have to prove ourselves to God. We don't have to prove ourselves to our kids or ourselves. We're loved. Flawed, lame, angry, (laughs) all of those things that we become with kids, we're loved. And so in the safety of that love, we can turn to a child and say, I blew it again, again. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's great. You never see a kid uh, forgive you. Has a kid (laughs) ever failed to forgive you? Oh, no. And I will say, you know, even to the the littlest or the teenager, you know, oh man, I did it again. Would you forgive me? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, mom. So if you're a listener and you're again sitting here saying, I just don't know what to do. Could it be you haven't repented or confessed, you know, sin? Could it be that you're in the old paradigm and you haven't been willing to say, I've made some bad choices, This we, we've made some bad decisions, we've headed in the wrong direction? I mean, you and I have said this with our kids, and we've seen um, great but some slow fruit mm-hmm. from that. I mean, mm-hmm. we still hear about some of those bad decisions, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, they remind us. They're yeah, yeah. But <laughs> 20, 20 somethings are great at reminding. Yeah, and even though they do like to tell us, you know, what we did wrong, you know, it's this time of their life that we still want to have an impact. You know, mm-hmm. even though um, they are in their 20s and in college and moving out of college, um, we want them um, kind of coming back to us still. And we asked this uh, to Karen and. Again, I think if you're a a young homeschool family and you're thinking about um, what the finish line is, mm-hmm. um, let's not buy into the world's finish line that you're done at age 16 or you're done at 18 or you're done at 21. Um, and let's, well, let's listen to what Karen said. We'll come right back. You know, it's interesting because sometimes, and, and this is just being in the culture, people think, well, a child turns 16 or 18 or 21 and we're done. And I've heard that so many times, especially people my age, you know, we're done. We're done raising kids. Well, really, I don't want to be done with my kids. I want to have a different relationship with them. But those those young adult years are not the time when we say, adios, you're on your own, because they are making major life decisions right then. And that's the time where you, if you do your spade work to build those relationships early on. Then when they get to that stage, they have issues. They want to talk with you. They want your input. They want to know what you think. And 
that's that's really important that you you go into that phase of life with them. You know, Ken, this is exactly what we want. And this is what I think a lot of, you know, our homeschoolers want. Do you remember being at our friend's house in Texas and just kind of looking around that room and saying, oh, we can't wait for these years where we have all the adult kids around. Yeah, and grandbabies. And spouses and, yeah. and stuff. And just, just the banter. And it wasn't all positive. You know, they're brothers and sisters kind of uh, digging into each other about certain things. And they were having good theological debates and good life debates and political debates and sport debates. And we said, oh, we can't wait for that. Because all we have at the time was bickering in the back of the minivan. <laughs> you know, just people at each other's throats about yeah. car seat location and can I have the window up or the window down? Um, but, you know, as we're starting to see our kids kind of come into adulthood, um, I would love to say that we planted soil and we fertilized for the good years. But initially we didn't. And we've had to make up some time. But you have personally in our in our marriage you know in real life you you have really done a good job at kind of holding on to some of these conversations and really being the go-to person uh i can i can only imagine it's because i'm all business i i i don't know what to tell you you have the time or something right you have the time don't you i don't know because i i I was not a nice mom always. So I, I do wonder, you know, if, is it just good selective memory? (laughs) They don't remember me slamming a kitchen cabinet in anger, you know, or something. I don't, I don't know. It's very interesting to me. I think, you know, Fletch, there are no formulas and I'm not going to say, oh, it's because I did, you know, A, B and C. Um, but somehow I, this is what I really think. I think, through our repentance and our humility over the last four or five years that God just stripped us down to, our kids feel like we're approachable. Yeah. And, and I, I think in the last four or five years really is what we're saying, you right. know, it's, we'll, we'll, we'll always push you back to Jesus. Right? Yeah. I think you, I hear you say that often. It's like, yeah. well, what do you think I'm going to do? Do you think I'm going to, you know, answer this question? I'm probably just going to point you back to Christ. Yeah, and I've said that because um, we've had we've had a, you know some struggles. We've had kids who are struggling theologically, struggling with what they really believe, struggling with you know all fine finer points of their own faith and defining what that means for them um, as they should. And I, you know, I don't have the answer other than to say, you know, I'm I'm always going to point you back to Jesus. And I had one say to me, I know, Mom, that's why I have these conversations with you. Yeah. So, um, we, you know, we're, we're wrapped up with our conversation with Karen, um, and we're going to need to tell our listeners how they find her. We'll do that at the end, but is there anything else that you can think of in this, you know, can I be friends with my kids? Should I be friends with my kids? Um, you know, what, is there any last minute things to say to the, to the young homeschooler out there? Yeah. I think you need to understand that your role as parent is to guide and direct and to set boundaries. You still need to do those things. Absolutely. Um, but you need to always be thinking of how am I loving my neighbor? If, if this toddler is my neighbor, am I, how do I love them? Well, um, and we all love our children, right? You know, it's fun to cuddle that little toddler and to snuggle with them and to buy them good things or, you know, make treats for them or whatever, however we, it is that we show our love to them. Of course, we all love them. But sometimes loving that toddler means, again, teaching them how to love others as well, because toddlers love themselves. <laughs> mm, yeah. 
I guess for me, it's it's always pointing to dads and just saying that what does relationship homeschooling look like for a dad? And along the way, um, schooling is important. Getting work done is important. Um, obedience in the house is important. Um, but I think there are probably some times when, when you see one of your kids and they're broken either from sin or just from having a rough day. And I just want to encourage dads to say, it's all right to just, you know, pull that little one in close to you and just love them and to to be that loving dad. And even though maybe the best thing is to, to bring down the swift hand of discipline, maybe there are some times where you need to just show some mercy and some grace and just let them know that they're loved beyond measure. And um, dads also, if if you're not, um, like Karen was saying, just living in the word and loving Jesus and letting that spill over onto your wife and onto your kids, uh, let me encourage you to to just be pursuing um, Jesus with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Well, we want to thank Karen Campbell for being on the show with us and for allowing us to interview her and and to uh, chop her up into little sound bites. Um, <laughs> The Fletch and Kendra version of that interview didn't sound so great as we recorded it, so it was uh, it was just sounded better if we did what we did tonight. But if our listeners want to touch base with her, how do they reach her? Yeah, you can find Karen at her website, which is thatmom.com. And you can also join the Relationship Homeschooling community on Facebook just by simply searching Relationship Homeschooling in the search bar. And then if you're interested in her book, you can go right to our show notes. And yes. uh, I would link you right over to Amazon. That's right. All right. Well, that's our show for tonight. And we want to thank you for tuning in to episode 37 of Homeschooling in Real Life. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, if you want to tweet to us, you can get to us on Twitter at homeschoolirl or on Facebook at facebook.com slash homeschoolingirl. You can email us at info at homeschoolingirl.com. And again, if you haven't been to iTunes, hop on over, uh, leave a review, post a rating, and subscribe to our iTunes link. And we will come to you next week. You won't even have to do anything. We'll come right to you. Uh, Thanks for listening. Hi, this is Karen Campbell. You have been listening to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Everything on this show was written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. You can find out more about this show at homeschoolingirl.com or by searching for them on iTunes.